God is good. So when I was in seminary, people would say, God is good. And then another person would say, all the time. And then the first person would say, all the time. And the other person would say, God is good. So let's try that again. God is good. All the time. time. So as I said, I was in seminary. And I went to seminary in Philadelphia. And we had what was called the Urban Institute of, no, the Urban Theological Institute. And so there were a lot of um, already working, preaching pastors that were part of that, and most of them were African-American. And this call and response comes from the African-American community. But I remember hearing this, God is good all the time. I remember hearing that and thinking, is God good all the time? My seminarian, my fellow seminarians and I would talk about this. Why, why is this thing said so confidently all the time? Because there was certainly a lot of evidence that would lend strength to the argument that God was not good. This was in 2001, 2, and 3. So there was a lot going on. And yet, God is good. All the time. This week, as I was preparing for today, I found myself asking, what does it mean to be good? And what does it mean for God to be good? Because Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But what makes a shepherd good? What makes God good? And what about this good makes us say, God is good? All the time. For John, who uses this word good five times in chapter 10, he only uses it seven times in the whole of the gospel, good is more than following the rules, more than the Shirley Temple image I get in my head when I think of good, because the emphasis is on what is morally right, what is more valuable. It can also mean like model or trust or true or honest. It's strong, this word that John uses. It is power and truth alive in our world. And John is driving home the point in this chapter that this one, this Jesus, isn't bless your heart good, but that's good, awe-inspiring, wow, that's good, good. And John is very clear from the beginning about the answer to what is good about this shepherd. It is that the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So often when we think of the good shepherd, we think of this image that is immortalized in our window. And there's nothing wrong with that image. It is an image of great comfort. It conjures up the 23rd Psalm, which we sang in our gathering hymn, with still waters and overflowing cups and rest. But that picture can't exist without the power of God's love in Jesus that takes him down from the window and leads him to the cross and the grave. And I would say takes him down from the window and into the world. 
For the whole of the Gospel of John, Jesus is making his way toward the cross. He does not waver. There is no take this cup from me in the Gospel of John. His intention to conquer death with his own death is his sole focus. It is the path that he chooses. And that intention that he has is power, grounded in love at work. And that power is good. God is good. All the time. And then Jesus says, look, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. It is only love that can give Jesus the power to walk toward the cross. But we don't always think about power and love being partners together. And yet you can't have one without the other if you dare to follow Jesus, if you dare to love to the point of giving up your life. But power is a tricky word in our culture. We're encouraged to claim our own power. We talk about power corrupting people, and we tend to distrust people who are in power. But power at its core, at its neutral base, is the ability to get things done, the ability to achieve a purpose. It is neither good nor bad. But if we have power without love, well, then that power is reckless and abusive. It puts self above others. It's blind to the very ones that Jesus calls us to serve. Love's also a tricky word in our culture. It can be used for the most insipid to the most profound. I can love my shoes and Brussels sprouts and Doctor Who and my parents. Love needs power. Certainly the love that we are called to, the love of God and the love of neighbor, is a love with power, a love that gets things done. It gets, changes the world. Without it, love just becomes sentimental and anemic. It turns the powerful shepherd who lays down his life into little Bo Peep. But God is good. All the time, love and power working together, that's what's behind anyone choosing to live their lives for others, choosing each day to follow in the way of Jesus. It's what powered Jesus on his walk to the cross and then to the resurrection. It's what gave all those disciples the ability to proclaim the gospel, the truth about Jesus in the face of fierce persecution. It's what powered Martin Luther to reform the church, to stand up and say, this is not right, can we talk about it? And it's what powered Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights leaders to stand up for justice, for equality. It's what powers us to stand and to speak out and to work for love and justice in our world. It's what moves and powers us when we decide to give up our lives to others. To, as Dr. King said, pour our whole being into the being of another. 
to live our call to love neighbor, love God, love world with our whole selves. Because God is good. All the time. God is good all the time because God loves us all with power and truth and love. God is good all the time because in that love, God is present, walking with us through the mess of life as well as the beauty of it. Why do people say this simple call and response all the time, no matter what's going on? They're echoing what our ancestors have known since Adam and Eve, that our God is faithful and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, no matter what, always. And in that faithfulness and mercy and love, God gives to us the power to love, the power to work for justice, the power to follow Jesus. But what does that look like here and now? in 2021, in the midst of a pandemic? What does it look like to give up our lives? What does it look like to pour our whole being into the being of another? Well, the easy answer is what we find in Matthew, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to visit the sick and the lonely, and those in prison, to clothe the naked. That's easy enough. But the harder answer is to give up of our own comfort, our own wealth, our own assumptions, our own self for the sake of others. It means that when we see a lopsided system, we work to level it. It's listening to people of color or members of the LGBTQIA community tell their stories and actually believing their stories. It's grieving the death of black people at the hands of police officers, all while knowing that both are victims of a broken system and both are human beings loved by God. It's grieving and being angry at the death of George Floyd. And this week, it's seen why holding Derek Chauvin accountable for his actions is so important. And it's knowing that both of these men are victims of broken systems. So we take a deep breath and we get back to work because the system still needs to be changed. But we do that all without losing sight of the fact that all involved are loved by Jesus and we are called to love them, which is not easy because the world will tell us we should hate one and love the other. But we know God loves all and so we work to fix the system. It's understanding that all are welcome, this thing that we have been living into as First Lutheran Church, is more than a slogan to get more people in the pews. In fact, it is a deeply held value that requires us to not only tell people that we are welcoming, we are welcoming congregation, but working on our own selves to encounter all of the prejudices, all of the barriers that we hold. And then as we do that, knowing that God forgives us, that God empowers us to say and mean it and be it, all are welcome here in this place. Because God is good. All the time. time. We trust the truth of this statement. We trust that Jesus is the good shepherd, the powerful shepherd, 
but isn't something we just say to feel simply okay or good. It's something that we say to remind ourselves of the power of love as seen in the resurrected Jesus and to know and to remember that that power lives in us. We are Jesus taken off this window and moved out into the world to love the creation that God has created, to love the humans that Jesus died for. And that power lives in us and fuels our actions so that the power of love is what shapes this world. Because God is good all the time. All the time. Amen.